Welcome to Life Unedited, Working Women. This is our podcast where we talk about what drives us, what we've learned, and what inspires us. We are both working mothers, run our own businesses, and love to share it all with each other and you. We commiserate and laugh and curse a little, but we end up smarter and building camaraderie with each other and other boss women. I'm Elisa McCabe, the owner at First Steps Financial. And I'm Maisha Hamilton, the owner at the Hamilton Law Firm. So today we're talking about back to work. It's on everybody's mind. Everybody's talking about it. And it's certainly going to be interesting. There was a great article that someone wrote about Apple and how they had a mandate for their workers to come back in on Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. And there was a bit of a rebellion by the employees. And it had some interesting points where they had built this amazing facility, but they felt as though, or the person writing the article claimed that the employees weren't asked what they wanted. And it was more built for, I don't know, someone's ego. I'm not sure. (laughs) And you see this a lot, right? Where employees, I think we have all gotten to the point where we've been perfectly efficient and productive in mm-hmm. a work from home environment. Yeah. And so companies are not using the productivity excuse to draw employees back to work. They're saying it's about company culture and we need to all be together as a part of our company culture to build solidarity and loyalty and all of those things that form a basis of your company culture. But the problem is there's ways there's ways you can accomplish that. Yeah, you and I both know that doesn't hold water. Right. It just doesn't hold water. And so if you're if you're saying we want to develop this fantastic company culture so that our employees will stay and not leave and feel a commitment to the company, have a picnic once a week. Yeah. Have them come in once a week. But the you know, as the article pointed out, and you and I have talked about this, the people that get impacted the most by being required to work in a physical workspace for the company are women. Yeah. Women of childbearing age. Yeah. <laughs> and, that's- and those are the, that's, that was the throngs that left employment. I mean, 2.5 million women left to be home. And do you want them coming back? Do you, I, because this is like such a turnoff. I have friends that work for bigger companies And they are mandated to start getting used to working at coming into work. And they've asked them to come in two days a week over the summer. Yep. And and that's the part that boggles the mind. So companies are saying, you got to start coming in over the summer when you could easily maintain this work from home situation over the summer to accommodate the summer and the fact that children are back home. Yeah, I'm curious. What happened to the children? I mean, (laughs) first of all, there's a lot of camps that aren't open. That's right. So so you're asking these women to come back to work and they have nothing, they have no childcare. Yeah. And I I can vouch for that because I have uh, teenage daughters and they have babysitting jobs. So I guess it's trickle-down economics. (laughs) (laughs) it's it's so frustrating and I feel really bad for 
the women that are being put in this situation again, how can we end up on the losing end of the stick? Every single time. What the Every frick, single man? Time. And is it it because there aren't more women in leadership decision-making positions who would say, hey, wait a second, or is it that the women who are there feel uncomfortable speaking up about an issue that would impact just women? Well, I think there's also an unpopular opinion that you don't need to be in person. I think that has gone, the louder voice is that we need to be together that you can't build relationships unless you're in person. And I think that's the louder voice. But at least if you think about you and I maybe just met like once or twice in person before COVID hit and we have built, I will say, you can be like, oh, she's full of crap. But (laughs) I feel like we've built a very strong friendship. I do too. Right? I, I feel like I... I mean, when you and I used to talk every single week, I was like, this is like one of my besties. And like how, and we have, like you said, we've only seen each other less than a handful of times. Yeah. And we still know everything about each other's family, our kids, like, I don't know. So one of the things that you and I talk about, and and we spend a lot of time sort of thinking about this, and I know you have spent a lot of time thinking about this as you've built your company is what does company culture actually mean? Mm -hmm. And what is it that you want your employees to feel connected to? Mm -hmm. And and you are the example, right? Because you've built an entirely remote business. It's Mm -hmm. always, the business model has always been remote work, right? Right, Work from home for your employees who are around the country. Yeah, And so you've got this fantastic model that is the perfect example of how it can be done. I love, I love that as part of your company culture, you do a charity event together. Yeah, And you each participate in your own way, in your own homes, yeah. in your own jurisdictions, right? That you do team building stuff. Mm-hmm. That you, you said at Christmas time, you've done a game show team building event. Mm-hmm. How fantastic is that? That is how you build camaraderie and company culture. Not by saying we need to all be in the same physical space while I'm adding an hour commute for you. And I'm making sure you don't get home in time to pick up the kids from daycare or you don't have daycare. And remember, as of the date that we're recording this, kids under 12 still are not able to get vaccinated. Right. So you're, you've got parents that you're impacting and having to make choices about just because all the adults are vaccinated. Right. That doesn't work. Now it's once again, it is, it's putting, it's putting this position out there where you have to make a choice between work and your family. And the other thing that, that impacts this is being seen at work. So these people who want to go to work and who want to be there every day and the other people who are home because they have kids or whatever reason, it just work from home is better for them. They're more productive. I think they're going to be penalized if they're allowed to stay home. So it's almost like damned if you do and damned if you don't. So even women in higher positions, if they do speak up, it might have a negative effect down the road because, okay, we're going to allow, you know, anybody who wants to stay home to stay home. And those people won't get promoted because they're not being seen. Yeah. And 
And if your decision maker doesn't value you as much because you you gave your employees an option of not coming in, but you really didn't want them to take that option. Ah. So now you've you've made a judgment about the person who said, yeah. okay, well, this works better for my family. So I'm not yeah. gonna come in. And, and they may be a productive employee. Yeah, and, and it translates to you in your head, they're not committed. That's right. Oh, That's right. Yeah. And so I don't know how to combat that. And, you know, when the article pointed out, and I love this article, because it pointed out that flexibility actually, it supports women, always has, yeah. and companies have historically been unflexible. Mm-hmm. So now when we talk about return to work, we're really talking about a return to an unflexible environment. Right. That's what we're going back to the good old bad, you know, oh. it's, and, and we, we stand at a point in time where companies can really decide to make a change because we've already made the change. The change was temporary. We can make it permanent. But I wonder if there are any of the larger companies that are going to stay virtual. So I know that Johnson and Johnson has said you have to come back to work, but said you pick the days, which is a little better than saying you, you know, you have to come back certain days. So it does provide a little bit of flexibility. So it's a a bit of a compromise. I think that most large companies, um, and I see this in the context of large law firms too, a lot of large law firms are saying you're coming back five days a week. That's it, right? A lot of large companies are saying, okay, in a nod to flexibility, we'll we'll allow you back. You, You can come back three days a week, but we'll tell you the days. I'm not sure there's any benefit to requiring a work from work situation when work from home has proved to be efficient and yeah. productive and companies still made money. And yeah. yeah, you I mean think about the savings in your geographical commitment, right? So I was talking with an employee the other day whose company has downsized and what their uh, their office space and they're going to use WeWork offices. And so you have a location to go to if you want to. Right. Otherwise, you work from home. And you can go in one day a week if you want to. Or you can, you know, stay. And, and they're a, a global marketing company. So why not? Your I, clients are around the world anyway. I think it's, I feel, well, I'm like, okay, you know what? Go ahead. Go back to doing that. I will be able to have a better employment pool because I will get all those women who don't want to go back. And I will have these amazing, intelligent women work for me because they're going to say, no, you don't understand me. And her company does. So I am looking that I'm probably going to hire a whole bunch of people because they're, and they're going to lose out because they're not listening to what these intelligent women who give so much, women in general, give so much to their companies, to their families. They give 110% all the time. That's why we're exhausted all the time. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, this is exactly what's happening in the legal field, is that the large firms that are saying, oh, this is our rule. This is how you have to do it. You have to come back. There's other firms maybe smaller firms that don't pay as much 
that are scooping up these employees who oh. are essentially saying, forget it, we're not doing that anymore. And now, the that is, and that is, and that's what we learned during the pandemic was quality of life over the money. Right. Right. We really did. Now, the, the interesting aspect of that, and, and we were just having a conversation about this in, in a legal context, is the mentoring and the training that younger attorneys receive from being in person, being in court with the senior attorney, watching how it's done. Some of that is lost. Some of that is, but, but that doesn't mean we let it get lost. It means we figure out different ways to do it. Thank you. Right? That's, that was exactly what I was thinking. Traditionally, it's been in an office situation where you would meet someone else. You have, you know, a lot of things in common. So you, you end up having a mentor. Right. So let's figure out a different way to do it. Let's right. figure out. I, I just, we have the capability to do it. We don't take advantage of it. And I don't understand why not. There is, there's this new meetup thing called lunch club. It's awesome. I cannot, I don't know what they like. It's like match.com for business people. It's like they take all your likes and they spin them and then they spew out these people. And you, you say like, yeah, I'd like to meet with this one and this one and this one. So why not do that for a mentorship? Like you could have how amazing, and I think it's amazing to have conversations with people in different parts of the country because you get different perspectives on situations. So if you were to speak to a lawyer in California where a lot of things happen in California and then New Jersey adopts them next. So (laughs) you'd be at the forefront of that wave. (laughs) Yeah. So you, you turn, you introduced me to lunch club and it is an, it's a great, interesting tech hack. And you always find these cool tech hacks. (laughs) So I give you credit for this one. So yesterday I did a lunch club discussion with a woman out in Minnesota and I thought, wow, like, when would I ever meet someone who's out in Minnesota? Now, I will tell you, you are exposed to different perspectives and different <laughs> political views and different rhetoric. And so I, I spend a lot of time practicing my, my smile on Zoom. But for you, I'm the, so proud of you. <laughs> and Alisa, you know me, it is hard for me not to speak back oh. when, when someone is saying something that I, I find difficult to swallow. Um, and she was being perfectly honest and not rude at me at all, but just sharing stories. And I thought, oh boy, but this is eye-opening for me because sometimes here in Jersey and in New York, we, we're in our little bubbles. I think so, too. You know, and we don't really get exposed to how the rest of the country is, is thinking. Right. But I will tell you, my other lunch club connection was a guy who is a lawyer in Cleveland. And I went to college and law school in Cleveland. Oh. So we got to sort of connect over, you know, what does it look like now? Look at all the changes. And I thought, again, where would I have met this guy? Mm -hmm. This is fantastic. It expands your circle. It gets to expand your perspective without having to be in person. Because like you said, how would you meet him? You, you, it would be probably dangerous to go to Cleveland and say, Hey, anybody want to talk? (laughs) 
I, I don't, I'm not, that's not me. <laughs> <laughs> nope, not happening. Um, not so happen. we're just saying you're not going to go in person and solicit people on the street to talk to them. Right. I think a lot of companies are missing the boat on not taking advantage of the technology that's available to us and not thinking enough outside the box. I think they're going to lose out the companies that are remote. You actually have remote workers. I think that we're going to benefit from it. Yeah. It's going to be their loss. They're going to miss out on it. And um, anybody who maybe is a smaller company is really going to benefit from it and they're going to utilize it. And I wonder what's going to happen to the bigger companies. Well, I think they're going to get with the program. They're going to go into it kicking and screaming, but they're going to realize when they start to lose their top people and their good people, you know, get with the program because this yeah. is what the program is. And the excuse of we don't want people working from home because they're not really working. We proved that wrong. We proved that wrong. Well, and the other one about, you know, you need to be in person to establish a relationship. That's the other one that I only know somebody if I am in front of them. Okay, well then, I don't know. I I can't can't comment on that one. Well, this has been so good. I, I love talking with you, of course. And I want to thank everybody for joining us today. And when we get together and we laugh and we want to share that with you. So we hope to share this nuttiness in our lives every week. And we want to hear from you too. Thanks for listening to Life Unedited, Working Women, a production of Smart Boss Media. We'd love to hear from you. And we'd like even more to help your business grow. If you have any questions or want to contact any of the folks on this podcast, you can just email us at info at smartboss. Media. Also at smartboss.media, you'll find any resources and links that go along with this podcast. And you can find links to other podcasts and resources for entrepreneurs and learn how Smart Boss Media can help you get your business podcast launched and listened to like this one is. It's your one stop for information to help you listen, create and thrive as an entrepreneur. Visit smartboss.media.